Okay. Let's get rolling. We are recording. And again, it is Monday night once again. It always seems like it's Monday. It just is, to me, it's so funny because we, um, it, you know, it always seems like it's New Year's. It always seems like it's Christmas. It always seems like it's Monday. I just always laugh. I'm like, it's Monday. We get to do the call again. So let's get started. I am Jen Springer and I've been with Young Living since 2001. In case if you have not met me before, or you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're here live. And, you know, when we started with Young Living, back at that time, you know, we really didn't have the information that we have now. I mean, there's, we were kind of on our own, to be honest, we would find people that were successful, and then we would model them, even if that, that way that they built it may have been really labor intensive, or possibly, you know, not necessarily unethical, because people in Young Living really aren't like that. But, you know, doing things, you know, really grinding and working and pushing and trying to make it happen. But it did work, you know. And but we didn't have all the books. And, of course, the Internet was still very, very, very young. I mean, compared to the future, we're still very young. But com- back 20 years ago, I mean, it was like Young Living's website was actually purchased by a distributor for the company. And, um, you know, we didn't we've had very few books on building a business. We had, you know, just a few books even on the product. And so that's then, and as time has gone on, you know, more and more things were added, but back, you know, 2012, 13, 14, 15, like that time we had a massive influx of a ton of information, you know, like Facebook groups were existing and stuff before, but then it really took off and pages and, you know, just so many things that were, um, you know, we had stuff out there, but this massive amount of books and materials and training and experts and, you know, people holding seminars and all this stuff. And what the reason why I'm saying this, I'm talking about it because, you know, when I talk to people about their businesses all the time, I find that a lot of people are really confused and there's so much information out there that it's, causing people to get so many ideas that they can't go forward and do something because they've got analysis paralysis. And what I have had to do personally, because I had that myself from like 2009, 8, 9 until 2013, I had that too. I was trying to do all these things and I was trying to like take a little thing from here and a little thing from there and a little thing from there. And I was way, I was doing a lot of nothing (laughs) a lot of work without any results and then what I did in 2013 is I really buckled down and I started just studying a few people and I didn't get uh too you know all over the place as I used to be I just focused on a couple people as many of you know one of them is Tom Challen I really like Sarah Robbins too I like the way she teaches and the way she shares things um I like Richard Brooks I listen to some of his thing. I don't follow him like as a mentor closely, but I do definitely listen to him and I have him going in the background because and even when I would go to some of these big events and I'm not trying to poo poo events like mastermind or GoPro or things like that. What I found is I would go to those and I get really excited and then I'd come home, but I was really confused. I'm like, what do I do? What's the right thing to implement? And so, you know, I found that listening to some of those gurus and those people that, I, I found something that I really resonated with and then I would get their books or, you know, things like that. So I just want to talk about that today with some, you know, be mindful if you're feeling overwhelmed 
and confused, you're not sure what you're supposed to do in your business, go to that mode of maybe pick a handful of people, one or two even people to follow and really learn what they're trying to teach versus taking a little piece from one place and a little piece from another and going from there. Huge lesson myself. I just want to be honest. It's totally, totally me uh, sharing my own experience. So anyway, so that's my little words of wisdom today. If you are new to this call, um, we record these and they also go up on iTunes and SoundCloud for rebroadcasting. So if you want to go re-listen to something or share it with your team and get new people started, I mean, there's 300 plus calls that are available since 2013 for you to listen to or your team to listen to because there's so many distributors that have come on here and uh, we've got some distributors that are booked now that are coming up and that wisdom of people who have bought, been before you is really critical for your success because your upline may be a little different than you or your cross line or you know you might hear something from somebody else and even though you've heard it a hundred times you now hear it in a way that it clicks for you and that's what is the, the beauty of listening to all these distributors and learning from them and gleaning from them and then tom challen is a frequent guest and i do some trainings here and there as well so this is the last of my series that i wanted to do from through december and um you're talking about facebook ads to get leads and i'll get into that for just a minute but one of the things that I want to talk about is the rally updates that we just had. I did a rally online this past uh, Saturday, and there are some incredible releases that maybe I'll get into in the next couple weeks talking about the new CBD starter kit is a major release. I'm, you probably have heard that by now, but I like to always highlight that because it's very special that Young Living did that. And now we can lead with CBD and get people into the Young Living lifestyle through that product line and uh, we've got the choice of the 300 milligram strength and the 500 of the the liquid bottle and then the 600 and the thousand milligram so we've got these options for people that they can get started for you know a very discounted price for these products so there is that and then secondly of course, to celebrate is that these products are now available through the virtual office <laughs> and you can order them through Young Living's office and not have to go off on a bunny trail to get them. Thank God. You know, and Young Living had to do the best they could with the legislation and the, you know, the lack of clarity with the banking and all that. So that's all cleared up. Now we can order it through Young Living and have it sent to wherever we want. We could put it on essential rewards. We can get PV for it. So there's all those wonderful good things. So yay. And then we have the vitality drops. Those were released last weekend. And, you know, it's a small little product, but I think it's going to have a big impact because this is a product that you can have in your purse when you're out to eat with somebody or you're having tea with somebody and you want to spice up your water and have a little bit of flavor and electrolytes in there. Or you're at the gym and you're working out or a hot summer day when you're camping or you're with the kids at a soccer game. You could pull out your little thing, put the drops in your water and ask somebody, hey, you know, do you want some? And they're going to be like, what is that? And I'm like, well, blah, blah, blah. you could go into, you know, the oils and the the little electrolytes in there. So we've got the, uh, the grapefruit bergamot and we have the uh, lavender lemonade one, which we can get in three packs of that same one or two of each, you know, and they're very budget friendly in my opinion for what they are. And you get, when you look at the price online, just know those are for multi-packs. They're not only, um, they're not only the uh, singles because <laughs> it'd be really expensive if that was the case. So no, those are fantastic. I'm really thrilled about that. 
Um, if you can catch a rebroadcast of the rally, I definitely would encourage you to do that. You know, Young Living is always doing such great things to help people and make the best distributor experience possible. You know, we've got the new um, new U and 90 program that you know you'll be able to. There's a hashtag, and I don't remember off the top of my head. If somebody remembers, you can you know put it in the chat. But um, you know, where you can do a transformation with that. And Young Living has those kits available at a discount for a very short period of time. And if you're going to order that and get on that, you need to do it within the next few days. If you're listening to this live or if you're hearing this like within a few days after the broadcast. So um, yes, new hashtag, thank you, Vicki. Hashtag new you in 90 is the hashtag. So put that in. You can find that on um, Instagram and Facebook. So that's super, super exciting. And uh, let's get into, I want to get into for tonight's topic because I love this topic. I love advertising. Um, we, uh, in the past, you know, one of some of the things that I like to talk about with um, advertising is that, you know, we have a situation in our business, in network marketing, you know, we're, I'm going to get into the training now. And so we're in a business of marketing. We are in network marketing, which means we tap into networks of people. <laughs> we meet people, we tap in their networks. And our network is the first network that we start with. So when you join a company, you get enrolled, and then you start tapping into your network. And then some of the people that you know that you are an influence on, you can tap into their networks. And you can, in theory, you can just keep tapping into networks your heart desires, you know, until you get the rank you want to be at. Well, reality check on all that is that sometimes you, um, you kind of hit the wall. <laughs> you tap through your network and then you might start in other people's networks and then it goes and then it's done. So what do you do? You got to meet people, right? You always should be meeting new people and you got to figure out in this business, what is the way you like to meet people? You should be meeting new people all the time, literally every day. You should reach out and find new people to talk to and meet, whether you're at the grocery store and you strike up a conversation with the checkout person or someone in the aisle, or you're going to the post office or you've got a hobby like I do with the horses. I'm always, you know, really developing relationships with people and that should be every day. And you can do that online. You can do that offline. Some of the most important people in my life I met on the internet through Facebook, mostly Facebook. Not, I like Instagram for like cat videos and horse pictures, but I'm not like an Instagram person. I'm a Facebook person. And I remember when Facebook first really started, you know, I was on, uh, what's the original one? Um, MySpace, you know, and I was kind of coming in that towards the end and this new thing called Facebook started and I loved it. I had a mad, madly in love with the Facebook since the beginning. I'm like, this is amazing. And I was trying to crack the code and how to figure out how to do Facebook and all that stuff. And I, I thought to myself, you know, this is the way the future. But the problem was, is I couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> it's like, ah, I was blogging and I was trying to, you know, get what we called back then edge rank on Facebook because there weren't even any pages for businesses anymore and there were no ads. And, and I was like, how do we do this? And, you know, I was studying all these gurus, supposedly people, and I'd got nowhere like for a long time. But I knew that the internet was the new way because things, you know, I noticed this trend and I'm not the only one that noticed this, but I personally noticed that 
the offline print ads and newspapers were starting to change. They were starting to offer online versions. They were starting to offer, you know, a little bit more that way digitally. And then all of a sudden there was a decline in the print industry. Many newspapers and many magazines have gone by the wayside. You know, print advertising, I mean, there still is some relevancy, but it's not like it was. And I believe in sometimes in mailers and things like that for sure. And new, even printed newsletters and stuff like that. But I don't, um, I think that having a tangible piece of paper is still very, very valid. But the majority of that advertising has moved to the internet. And then how do we learn how to do that? Well, honestly, there's no school, <laughs> really. You got to learn from people who have done it before you. I just have to be honest. That is truly the way. Because things move so fast on social media and the internet that it's so fast, you can't even get it into print as fast as you as it changes. I mean, I, I, I will say that good marketing principles like copywriting, presenting, communicating, you know, getting people interested in a product, that is very valid to learn in school because those are principles that should never change over time. But the technology and the trends are moving so fast that that can't be published. So you have to learn from people who have done it. It's just kind of a fact. And, you know, people think, you know, what's the newest, hottest thing on, on the internet? Do I follow that? Do I chase it? Or do I stick with something that's been around? And I could tell you, there's two places that aren't going anywhere in the internet. One is Google. The other is Facebook. Facebook owns Instagram. Google owns YouTube. And those are the big conglomerates of the industry. And that you know, there's other websites, there's cool places to learn, there's TikTok, and there's was Tumblr, and there's, you know, LinkedIn, and all these other things. And there are other parties out there. But Facebook and Instagram, YouTube and Google are the biggest, the big four. And nobody can hold a candle to them at the moment. But the way that it looks for advertising, um, I have a madly, I have a mad love affair with YouTube. I love it. As you guys know, I like video. Uh, for those of you that are watching this live or you've seen me do videos, I absolutely love video. It's just, I feel like trust and stuff can be built really fast in communicating with a person through a video. YouTube is one of my favorites. However, YouTube ads are very complicated and I've done them. I'm, it's, you know, but I, I do a lot of lead generation for free off of, off of YouTube. But YouTube is, you know, it's not the easiest to get started and rolling. But Google is the same way because Google owns YouTube. It's the same platform for advertising for both. And they're just a little bit of differences between if you're going to put it on video. The targeting is not as good. So if you want to say, talk to, a, you know, get your ads in front of somebody who is, you know, the ages 35 to 55 that live in suburban Chicago and that, you know, are interested in natural health, it's going to be harder on you know, the Google platform for YouTube and Google. And that's just how it is. You know, it's just a fact. I will tell you though, if you are doing anything on YouTube, do not in, um, uh, in what do you call it? And uh, uh, not in, initiate a Google ad or Google ads on your videos. Um, people can hijack your videos and then put their, their ads in front of you and take your, whatever you're trying to accomplish. So if you have a YouTube channel, just don't, don't enable the, the videos to be put onto your channel. I don't have it on mine. I do not recommend anybody does it. And unless you've got millions of followers and you can get some money 
for being a guru you know like if you're doing tutorials on stuff and you want to make some money through the google adsense that's fine but if you're just making videos to try to promote your product or your business you might wait because then somebody could hijack your video and put a video, a competition video in front of it or in the middle of it or wherever they, they want to put it. So that's my, my feelings on that. Now, where is it at for advertising? You know, cause you got to keep meeting new people and I never encourage people to just put all their eggs in one basket. You know, don't only do Facebook, Facebook ads. Don't only do, um, if, uh, expos don't only do out and abouts you know mix up a couple different ways that you like to do and if you're going to do ads online the number one place is facebook because of the targeting you know it's a little bit more difficult on google even though there's a broad reach on google and google's got a little more hoops and things you know rules that you have to have but the um uh the facebook has better targeting you know it's just you can find that woman who's ages 35 to 55 who lives in suburban Chicago who is interested in organics and maybe has a kid. I mean, it's just the way that Facebook operates is that you've got more data to get your stuff in front of them. When you go to build an ad in Facebook, you know, you go into the ads manager and you start going through the motions. You can tell Facebook, you know, I wanted to talk to these people who speak German and they live here and they have these interests and this is how old they are and I want to talk to women you know and you can set your budget for very low and I'll get into that in just a minute but Facebook has the best targeting now the problem is too is that Instagram is um, also owned by Facebook but the targeting is terrible they don't, even though one owns the other, you would think that that data would go from Facebook into Instagram profiles and it doesn't. So when they, when you run an ad and you enable Instagram, it kind of is like throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping something sticks. It's just not as tight. They haven't been able to bridge over the data from a Facebook user and what their behaviors are over into Instagram. Now, Instagram is lovely. It's, more, it's a better format for like organic, doing organic building on there. And it takes a lot of elbow grease and a lot of work in order to do it. Um, you can run some ads. It's, it's like, it's just really difficult to really catch some ground on Instagram. And I don't want to poo-poo Instagram because I, I love it. I think it's a lovely platform. It's just really hard as an advertiser to really build on there. If you ever notice, if you're on Instagram, you look at your stream and you see ads there and you're like, why are they advertising to me? This is nothing relevant to me. It's because they're trying to, they're just like shooting in the dark, trying to just get it in front of somebody. So that's just kind of my, my thoughts on Instagram. I think it's a great platform. I think if you want to be an Instagram influencer, do it on your part-time, you know, when you have nothing else to do you don't lead forward saying, I want to be an Instagram brand builder, you know, influencer, because it's going to take you three to five years in order to build that authority. And meanwhile, you're not making any money for three to five years. So like, if you love Instagram and you want to get that, do that after you've done your income producing activities, your IPAs. It's, it's just a fact, um, you know, and study what really successful people do. People with a lot of followings, people with a lot of engagement, 
you know, go in there and, and study what they're doing, start conversing with those people, start hashtagging with them, you know, start tagging them in things just as a friend, not even trying to be creepy and start to build relationships with influencers and, and study them. And maybe someday they'll like, um, they'll recognize you and it will help you get some of your own followers. But that's a little bit different thing. You know, if you're running ads, you're best off staying in the realm of Facebook. And in my opinion, that is the best place to start with brand new people, like brand new, uh, how do I say, I don't mean brand new people, to find new people. And if you're new to advertising, Facebook is the best place to do it because you can start with, depending on the kind of ad you run, you can start with five or $10 a day and you can go from there. Okay. So what type of budget does it really take? You know, I, it depends on honestly the kind of ads that you're running. You know, there are some ads that you can do a couple dollars a day. I would call those engagement ads. Engagement ads are uh, the type of ads where you're just trying to put information out there. And one misconception about leading with product is that, you know, if you want to lead with the product out there for your company is that you have to, um, you know, put it out there, like buy my stoops, super galactic, you know, oils and CBD and, you know, chemical free products. You can't, um, you can't do it that way with ads. It doesn't work that way. So when you run ads, you want to lead with a problem. You know, how can you help somebody? And that's how you put it out there. And that's how you get people to like engage with you and start to talk to you. But you know, that type of what we call engagement ad, you can start at a couple dollars, you know, and then there's an ad that I also really like. Um, it's called an event ad. And that ad is, um, you know, an ad that you can drive people to a live event, whether you're doing a vendor event, you know, you want somebody to come to the table and, you know, come get a coupon or something, or you want to do a live class, you want to do a workshop, you want to do a business opportunity meeting. You got to be careful though with business opportunity on Facebook. So you don't get in trouble with Facebook, but, you can do an event ad and those are wonderful ads. I've brought a lot of people into business um, through doing those types of ads. And then on Facebook, those ads though, you know, I typically do $5 a day on those ads. And then as I get closer to my event, I might bring it up to, you know, seven to $10 a day. So I might budget like a hundred dollars to promote that event. Um, so it's just kind of how I work it. So on the other hand, there's another ad called a lead ad that I absolutely love on Facebook and lead ads are very simple. Um, lead ads are the type of ads you can start at like $5 a day and you can start just getting contact information and building your email list. So lead ads are the type of ads that you can offer somebody like a video or a report and you can, in exchange for their information, you deliver them a piece of training. And those are great ads to start with, a baby step ad. And you can do all the targeting. You, know, you want to talk to women that are 35 to 55 that live in suburban Chicago that have one kid and love organic food. You know what I mean? You can target those people and, and give them something of value in exchange for their, you know, their contact information. And then the, there's a lot of different types of ads, but these are my favorite on Facebook. My most favorite type of ad on Facebook is what we call a conversion ad. And how do you know what these ads are when you go in the ads manager and you click the button in the ads manager that says create, you get this choice of all these different types of ads. And um, the create button will lead you to all these options, but one of them is what we call a conversion ad. And a conversion ad is, in my opinion, one of the best types of ads. 
um, that ad is a little bit higher level of what you want to start with putting your money into. Um, so it's a little more of an investment. It's at least $10 a day to start. So you can test your ads and get your ads rolling. And those ads are, you know, if you figure $10 a day, $30, $300 a month, that is still cheaper than what I used to pay for one week ad in my local paper back in 2001. It was three to $400 for a little quarter page ad in the local daily Herald. And I used to run those ads and uh, didn't get anything from them either. So there's that, you know, if, even if you do a, a halfway good expo or vendor event, they're still, oh my God, I've paid $2,500 for a booth in the past. I had a booth in Minneapolis here a couple years ago and it was a $900 booth. And I went and did the booth. I was super excited. It was a women's expo. And this was 2017. I was running ads at the time for my business. And that person who ran um, the event was getting out of the business. She had sold her company. We didn't know. She took our $900 and that was that. She never promoted it. We sat there and stared at each other for eight hours. No customers. Always were empty. Even the next door booth to me was the booze booth with you know rum and stuff to try, tequila or whatever it was. And they had nobody there, no line. I mean, it's pretty bad when the booze booth has no line. And I remember pulling out my calculator and I calculated $900. If I had taken that and put it on Facebook, I could have gotten like 250 leads for that same price for what I was paying for per lead at the time. And so I, I think that, you know, there's less risk in Facebook if you know what you're doing uh, versus risking with some vendor event. You're hoping that person promotes it for you. That woman took our, our, our booth money, that $900 from all of us. And that was that we had no recourse, and, but anger. So what do you do? You chalk it up to whoops. <laughs> now I have a story to tell. So, I mean, if you're looking for low risk, Facebook is probably the lowest risk. If you know what you're doing, you can really get predictor, predictable results once you get the ads to work. So that is, you know, when it comes to budgeting, you can start with, you know, like I said, engagement ads at two to two to five dollars a day, lead ads the same, and then engage, uh, conversion ads, which is a higher quality ad, you know, you get more steps to qualify your prospect. Those we start at about 10 bucks a day, and you can scale from there. One thing I will tell you, scale means go up. I will tell you, you cannot come into Facebook. If you, even if you've got money for ads, say if you want to budget $3,000 a month for ads, Honestly, when I was building my business back in early 2000s, I was spending about that much money doing vendor shows and events. You know, I was for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt I did that. And I did, I had to buy inventory. I had to travel to the events. I bought, always bought a double booth. So that cost me at least a thousand dollars. And between all of that, I was spending two to 3000 a month on that. And so if you say, if you have 3000 a month to put into getting your business off the ground, and let me tell you, it would hit some serious momentum using Facebook ads that way. You, um, you, what did I was going to say? <laughs> no. um, oh, you can't just go in if you're brand new and go into Facebook as a brand new advertiser and start your ads out a hundred dollars a day, which would be 3000 a month. Facebook will shut you down thinking you're a scammer. So you have to go slow. Even when you start, even if you have money in a budget, you've got to over time go slowly and inch up your budget to what you want. You know, on average now I spend anywhere from three to $600 a day on my ads. I started out with $10 a day 
you know, over time as you get more success, you have more money to reinvest back into your business for more advertising, you know, and on and on and on. You know, a, the, the fastest way to a stagnant business is not advertising. And, and that doesn't mean you need to do Facebook. You need to do some type of ads, whether it's a trade show, a BNI networking event, or going to your local, you know, library and getting some classes there. Or, you know, advertising is getting out there and letting people know what you do, whether you're doing an online or offline. And you have to do advertising. If you're stuck in your business, you don't have enough prospects you're talking to and enrolling. It is the number one way of getting out of stuck. And if you can't enroll people and you're talking to, you know, a lot of people a week, say if you're talking to, you know, 10 people a week and you're not enrolling anybody, then you got to work on your skill. I always say there's three reasons. And for those of you who've listened to me a long time, there's three reasons why people get stuck in network marketing. One is they're not doing enough activity. <laughs> so that's that, you know, you got to look at your calendar. How many new people are you talking to every week? How are you following up? How many people are you talking to that are already members that you, that you are um, doing stuff with, right? So you have to be able to um, look at that and say, okay, I really don't have enough people. You know, like objectively, you need to like check in with yourself. On the other side of that though, that's the first thing. The second way, reason why people get stuck is because they're not doing something correctly. So maybe the words you're saying are not right, or maybe you're not following up, you know, well enough, or you need to work on some skill. So the first thing is not enough activity. The second thing is skill, missing skills. So you got to get some training. And the third thing that happens in this business that maybe you're doing all the things and you're getting the training. The third reason why people get stuck is because there's something going on between their ears and in their heart that's not in alignment. You know, there's personal work that needs to be done. And that's just unfortunately a fact, you know, you might need to work on some things with yourself, communication skills, people skills, you know, maybe you believe that you can never be successful or something like that. So those are the three ways. So it's either belief, it's either skill, or it is action or maybe a combination. So anyways, there's my little soapbox on that today. You got to get some help if you get stuck. I've got coaches on top. I got a coach for my riding lessons. I got a coach for ads. I got a coach for my network marketing business. I have coaches on top of my coaches, but I have had great success because I've learned from people who have um, been there before me and who've paid the price. And I've paid the price too. <laughs> I, help, I help people hopefully, you know, in the same way. So that's how you, you know, work with the budget, you know, to give you some idea of, you know, how, what does it cost for ads? You know, it depends on the kind of ad you want to run. So another question that people ask me is, is it better to lead with product or business on Facebook or however you run ads? It really depends. To be really honest, it sounds weird. It's actually easier to run leading with the business first with ads. Um, it just kind of is. You know, it's for some of us, it's so natural to talk about the product. You know, we meet people out and about and we're talking to them and we're sharing and here, try this. And it's super natural. It's super natural. <laughs> it's super natural for us to do it that way. Well, we often become weirdos when we want to talk about the business. And for some reason, for a lot of people, it's easier to run leading with the business on ads. You've got to be very careful, though, with Facebook. You, if you don't do it the right way, they will shut your account down. And sometimes they shut your account down for no reason anyway. So you've got to, like, you know, you got to know how to fly under the radar with that. But to be honest, Facebook is almost easier to run it with the, um, the business versus the product first. 
I run with both. I've run both ways before. I've done ads for product. Um, my favorite campaign is a sleep campaign that I did. I also do, do another one for business opportunity. And I get great results from both of them. But the good thing is interesting about Facebook is you don't need to run a lot of ads all the time. You may only need to run one or two ads at a time and not have like 500 ads at a time. Facebook likes you to spend more money on just a few ads. You know, like I spend on my ads, I've got an ad right now running at $50 a day. And I have one ad running and I'm like ads educated coaching kind of person. And I'm running one ad at $50 a day as I'm ramping it up. I started that ad out at $20 a day. No, $10 a day. I started the ad out at $10 a day, was testing it, went to 15, tested it, had to make some changes. Now I got it to work and now I scaled it up to $50 a day. So I hope that makes sense, you know? And then I, I'll even take that ad and do a run for like a week or two at $100 a day. And then we talk, when we do it that way, we talked about seven leads a day when we run a hundred dollars a day ad and that's, you know, pretty normal for us. And uh, that gives you an idea of where to take this, you know, but if you have to start at $10 a day, you start $10 a day and that's just what you got to do, you know, but you know, you can lead with the product. You can lead with the business. It is a little more difficult to lead with the product because there's often more little hoops you got to fix to make it work really well and really smooth. But I'm not saying you can't do it. I've done it and I've had other people that have done it. So there's that. Um, so let's talk about here. Um, how do you ramp up? How do you ramp up so that you can hit momentum in three to six months? I will tell you that online and offline efforts, no matter which way you choose to build your business, you have to, um, really go at it with all your might and effort for three to six months. That's when you start to see the real fruit come up. It was really difficult. You know, I started my business in 2001. It took me, I started in 2001 in May. And then I started building like in August, September, kind of got my poop in a group in October, November. I started doing presentations. I hit momentum in March of that spring of 2002. And it took that much time of, I was doing one to two presentations a week live. I was going to one or two places to meet new people every week. I was really, I was talking to everybody. I was still working corporate at that time. I was talking to everybody about the product. And I enrolled a lot of people back then. Some people are still with me today, you know, like 20 years later, practically almost. And that is how I was able to quit my job within six months. Now we have the internet. <laughs> I didn't have really the internet back then. So what do we do with that? You have to still put in that full force uh, type of effort to get it that momentum within three to six months. So you have to be talking to five, two to five new people a day on the internet at least. So you got to keep sowing your seeds and sowing your seeds every day. Give it at least six months of every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. And it may not even seem like anything is happening. But I guarantee you it is. You gotta plant the seeds in the ground. You gotta plant them in the ground. You gotta plant them in the ground. You gotta water them, you gotta follow up. You gotta water them, you gotta follow up. You gotta you know, put some fertilizer on there. You gotta give them some things that might be interesting to them that they're looking for, for information. And then eventually the seeds will sprout 
and grow. And that's, you know, three to six months is typical momentum when you are going full force. So what does that look like online? You're talking to three, three, or three to five, maybe even 10 people a day. Honestly, that's how you get that momentum, three to six months. Now you have offline, it's the same thing. You're talking to, and this is kind of my formula, you're doing two presentations a week. One might be to follow up with people you've already enrolled, or maybe they're bringing some new people. Another presentation is getting in front of new people um, and getting like new bodies in front of you. The second, the other thing that I do is um, live events, you know, getting to go to meet people, either networking groups or vendor events or trade shows or, you know, wherever I can go meet people. I, my formula, I call it the six figure formula is three events a week, three events a week. So that's the offline formula. When you do three events a week and you do that for six months, you're going to see an explosion when you're doing a similar thing online, you might be doing a webinar online, you might be doing ads, you might be doing some like, you know, grassroots stuff, but you've got to be talking to three to 10, five, you know, anywhere in there, you'll find your room, three people, five people, 10 people, you got to find your sweet spot, mine is seven. Um, that's my sweet spot, people a day. And then you do it, you do it, you do it. And then all of a sudden, poof, explodes fast. Um, and, and then you all of a sudden go from like nothing to boop, up like that. And, and the way that this business grows, it's a stair step. You know, you'll, you'll flatline, 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 flatline. And then all of a sudden, poof, your volume goes up to like $3,000. <laughs> and then you're like, you'll flatline, flatline, flatline. And then it goes to 7,000, like within a month, like poof. And then you go up from there. That's the, it's stair steps. And you might even go back down a little bit. And then you, you, you go down a little bit for a little bit. Then you jump back up. It's not linear growth in this industry. It's like, spiky crashy growth but the overall trend is growth a growth pattern and sometimes you'll exponentially grow if you really hit massive momentum you'll be doubling and tripling your volume every month so that's just a little bit of how this works in this industry you know and uh, a lot of people don't talk about that growth because they want to think every month you're growing that's bull crap every month if you're doing all the work it's growing even if you can't see it but then you might have like a month or two, say of like $10,000 of volume and you're like, crap, I'm flatlining, you know, crap. And then you're still doing the work. You're talking to new people. You're doing your presentations. You're doing meeting people online. And then all of a sudden, poof, your volume goes to 17,000, you know, like in a month from 10 to 17. It's just how this business grows, but you have to have that full force effort in, or you won't ever hit that momentum. And that's how it looks offline. And that's how it looks online. So, there's that. So let's recap real quick so we can wrap up here a little early because I don't, I don't need to talk an hour if I got my point across to you. So where are the best places to run ads? Facebook is still the best place. Um, oh, for those of you that are interested in running ads, I do have a webinar that you can look at and you can watch about ads. Um, it's getleads4yl.com. G-E-T, like get leads, L-E-A-D-S, and then for F O R and then Y L.com. You can listen to that and you can see if ads for you. I get really raw in the reality of ads and I just put it right out there, honestly. So like it's maybe for you, it's maybe not, I don't really know, but you can listen at get leads for while.com and see if it's for you. But Facebook is still the place for right now is kind of the kingpin for the whole thing. What's the budget that you need. You can start ads at, you know, engagement ads at $2 a day, lead ads at $5 a day, and conversion ads at $10 a day. 
and you can also do event ads for about $5 a day. Is it better for leading with the business or the product? You can lead with either one, but it's a little bit easier to run with the, pro the business, which is weird, right? Um, the different types of ads, I talked about those already and I just recapped on those. And then, you know, varying your marketing, you know, you should put, have a couple different ways that you really love to do your, ad, you know, advertising, getting your word out and really go at it for three to six months full force and you'll see that momentum come up and the fruit of all the seeds that you've been planting for so many months and not feeling like you get anywhere. So anyways, I hope that was, this was good for you because there is, um, oops, I turned my video the wrong way. <laughs> There's just so much to know about these topics, but I'm really hoping that this was something that was helpful for you because we are able to, um, uh, you know, do things in many ways in growing because now we have technology. So I'm going to look at some of the, uh, no, I don't have a sharing screen, but yeah, it's just me and my video. Um, let's see. You lost my face video? Well, so long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. Because this is going to go up on iTunes anyways. <laughs> I thought it was weird that it took my video away. So rare for Expo Boost to produce many new members in my region. Yeah, Expos have changed over the years. Absolutely. I mean, Expos used to be... I used to do tons of them and they are not the same as they were. And there's a lot of saturation in the market with network marketing companies. So you've got that competition too. It's just really, really crazy, crazy. So anyways, um, I think that's it. If anybody else have any questions, you can put it in the box real quick before we finish. If not, we will wrap up and, and, and finish here. Cause I think we did went through plenty of good stuff here in this training. Uh, I think that when I navigated away from my, my regular zoom screen over to my notes. It lost video. I thought it would keep the video, but oh well. This is going on the podcast anyways. They don't see my video. <laughs> anyways, I hope you all are well. I hope this was helpful for you uh, to get some understanding of these uh, things that you can do to find more people. You know, there's one way to kill your business. Honestly, it's not talking to new people. The hardest thing is when people get started, they are talking to new people. And then over time, they've talked to their friends and family. They got some people they've sponsored. Then they start to stop talking to new people, thinking that if they just keep coaching the people that they sponsored, they're going to grow. And they're not. You always, always have to have new people. Always. And that's the, one of the biggest problems with this industry is people think, oh, they sponsored 20 people. Now they can just keep working with those 20 and they're going to grow. It's a lie. You're not going to grow. Um, you're going to only keep growing if you keep sponsoring more people. And then what happens is people don't do what you tell them to do. People will do what you are doing. So if you're sponsoring and talking to new people and having presentations or running ads or whatever you're doing, your members are watching you do that. They're going to do that. If you're mentoring them and telling them what to do and counseling them on life problems and helping them that way, they're not going to do a darn thing. You could spend two hours a day on the phone with each of them and you don't sleep at all and you go crazy and your family hates you because you're always on the phone. Ask me why I got divorced. Um, you will not grow your business. You will get stuck. The only way to the next rank is by talking to new people and sponsoring them. And that's unfortunately and fortunately the simplicity of the whole thing. <laughs> so anyways, everybody, I hope you were well. Have a great evening and I will see you guys next week. We got a guest uh, next week on, and I don't want to say because in case it never changes and we got somebody else coming on, but we got a guest next week that I know you're going to love. So we'll see you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
do, 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 do. Oh my goodness, I gotta turn this off. Meeting, meeting. <laughs>